Welcome Divinely Wild Ones. Welcome to the womb that is the Womankind podcast, where we connect to all things energetic and beyond the physical realm. I am Nerissa, your host, a mind witch, psychic and divine feminine guide. Join me as we connect with guests from all around the world through enticing conversation on soul connection, witchcraft, the rising of the divine feminine and cultivating self-growth, love and worth. Hold on to your broomsticks, we're going high. Hello everybody. Welcome to the fifth episode that is the Wild Woman podcast. And I want to start by sending you all love and gratitude for all of the beautiful messages that I have received since beginning this podcast journey with you all. I just want you to know that I am deeply humbled and honored and privileged. I feel privileged to hold this space and share this space with you all this beautiful capsule in which I am creating, that we are creating and um, cultivating for all of what womankind is and represents. Hmm. So thank you for being here once again. And I wanted to drop in here where I am right now, here and now, watching the sun set and watching the beginning of the moon rise and shine as the day ends and the night begins and focusing this episode on death. What I feel has been so relevant for all of us, for all of humankind in particular, the last three years really coming to a place of forced, forced honouring of all that is death. And to touch on the fact that um, a lot of us have really become aware of the fear in which we hold around death. And the uncertainty and the distrust that we hold around completely trusting and free-falling into the realm of the unknown. So I wanted to start this episode by giving you all a visualization. So if you can, close your eyes. Otherwise, use that divine mind and create space in a place of privacy in your mind. And I want you to visualize a circle. And I want to ask you all to think about what a circle represents for you personally. Just taking a moment to visualize that for yourself and to think about what that represents. So I want to start at the very top of that circle and introduce to you all birth as we know it. Birth beginning the very start of that cycling, the initiation of that flow, 
And I want to touch on the fact that we as human beings are supposed to divinely flow. We are meant to move with divine flow. And I want to touch on that word, flow, and I want you to think for, for a moment on what that word, flow, represents to you. What do you think of when you think of the word flow? What comes to mind? What image comes to mind? What thought comes to mind? Flow is the trust in which we initiate for ourselves when we walk forward, constantly trusting that where we are going is where we are meant to be flowing where we are meant to be growing. And I want you to now visualize that fulfilled, that full circle. And I want you to see in your mind where birth and death are held there in that circle. Seeing that where we began is where we end. And the only difference between birth and death is that they honour different perspectives. That they obtain different perspectives of that circle. So thinking about that, that birth and death are ultimately the same thing. They're just different doorways right they're individual doorways that lead to and from the same place and I want you now to think about the word death and what that cultivates inside of you for a lot of us we feel almost instant resistance to openly respect and really ponder and hold space for that word, death. Because death, we know innately, represents letting go and releasing. But when we are conditioned from the moment that we are birthed here, we are conditioned to resist that flow Right, Because the flow means trusting innately in our walk forward, in our journeying, in our flowing, in our intuition. Then that end point becomes the scariest reality to hold space for. Because it represents everything in which we are conditioned not to respect and honour. So pondering this <laughs> and taking a moment to really encapsulate that circle in your mind as we venture through and onto 
more depth on this very vast conversation that is death. I want to ask you all, when you think of the word flow, how does that represent your day-to-day living? Do you flow day-to-day? Do you intuitively trust in your body, in your mind, in your perspective, in your presence? Because when we know that we've been conditioned to be stagnant, right? From basically the moment that we're born, we are focusing on everything but present. We are conditioned to focus on future or past. And future and past both, they both cultivate emotion. When we are constantly focusing on the future, We're putting all of our energy into something that is actually not yet. It is not yet birthed. And when we focus on the past, we are wholeheartedly hanging on to a sense of comfort. Whether or not that serves us or not, it is a place that we have already been. So it is very comfortable and very understood and known in the body. But both of these both of these places don't, they don't hold accountability in terms of our self-accountability for where we are right now. It doesn't represent our body as to where it is right now. We are constantly placing immense amounts of pressure on ourselves to become something that may not even be a true representation of ourselves. When we throw, when we cast an idea of what we should be in the future, it may not even be a true representation of who we deserve to be in the future. All of that is something that we can only cultivate in the presence, in the present time, in our presence by honouring ourselves where we are, holding ourselves accountable as to where we are, taking responsibility as to where we are. So knowing that, knowing that stagnicity is a representation of the patriarchy, it is a deep representation of the wounded masculine in which we have all lived in terms of energy for a very long time. We've all been living in a state of of stagnicity because like I've spoken about many times before, we know that the divine masculine in its healed state is a place of stability and consistency and strength, right? It's like um, that place in which is always there no matter the chaos that surrounds it. That's what the healed masculine represents. But in, a, in an unhealed representation of divine masculine, we enter the patriarchy. <laughs> and it is the biggest representation of unhealed masculine. As it promotes stagnicity, it encourages us to stay in a place of old 
comfortable, whether or not that is a true representation of our worth, it doesn't matter, whether or not that is a place of toxicity, it doesn't matter. We are conditioned to stay in this stagnant pool of energy and that that means holding on to. That means holding on to feelings, holding on to emotion, holding on to memory, holding on to expectations, all of what makes us up here in our human form. It also makes us incredibly vulnerable, vulnerable to ego in way of falling victim to ego because it disconnects us from our intuition. Because if we are connected to our intuition, it means that we are very aware of what is ours and what is not, what is right and what is wrong. But if you really ponder intuition and when intuition, your intuitive awareness spikes within you, it is generally in present time. You don't generally get an intuitive pull when you are conjuring up past or predicting future. It's present magic. That's what intuitive awareness is. It is a knowing, right? It is your magic. And the present represents power. Because if you think about it, if you're living in present time, if you're aware of what you need today, right? Knowing that every single day your body is holding energy in different ways. It is able to flow with energy in different ways, right? Knowing that your mind is the same, you know, we are constantly, we are constantly needing to find a place of balance in this realm. And that means, you know, dissecting and rearranging energy, right? Figuring out exactly what is worthy of us and what is not, where it stems from. How do we, how do we release? How do we welcome in? How do we clear up, you know, things in which are taking from us, undeserving of us? This is a constant act in which we are manipulating energy, So knowing that, the only way that you can control energy is when you live presently because that requires you to have the self-knowing awareness to check in on that intuitive soul level and figure out exactly whether or not you are capable of doing this or that today, right? Because every day, every hour is different. And that's because energy is constantly thrown around in this realm. So depending on who you're around, what you're doing, we exert energy and we fuel energy in different ways. So when we are present, we are empowered, right? We are literally empowered by ourselves, by our awareness. And awareness gives us the ability to control. So coming back to the circle, Our intuition is our guidance to flow. It's the kind of the kick up the ass that gives us, you know, the 
self-belief and trust and ability to put that paver down, one in front of the other. Because when you have been born into a place of stagnicity, which we all have been, and you know, I want you all to ponder now or privately on the fact that we are constantly conditioned by this society to stay the same. We are constantly conditioned to stay small, right? To not grow too big. Don't grow too big. And this represents itself through phrases in which we throw around, knowing that words are spells, remembering that words are spells. We throw spells around to one another all the time. Don't be too much. Don't expect too much. You know, all of these things in which we have been conditioned to just accept as right and also we've been conditioned to accept them and expect them just simply as comfortable and we expect comfortability, right? Because without diving too deeply into it, because we could really talk about this for a whole episode, we're talking about layers and layers and layers of conditioning. We're talking about not just your lived-in experience, but also your your family, your close blood DNA. Um, and that, as we know, reaches generation upon generation, potentially a million years of stagnicity, <laughs> of literally being conditioned into a place of staying put Stay where you are and don't expect more, right? Stay comfortable. Why would you, why would you give up something that's okay, that's good, right? But I ask you, what if there was something fucking amazing, right? Something fucking amazing waiting for you, but you had to set those pavers one after the other to find it. Would you do it? Because all you can trust, right, all you can follow is that gut instinct that says there is something fucking amazing. But most of the time, because our environment is a representation of our conditioning, we simply ignore it and, dis- dis- you know, disown that part of ourselves, abandon that part of ourselves, because everybody around us in which makes us up is a reflection of our conditioning. So when we want to break out of our conditioning, it means we have to break out of that that illusion, right? Or the reality, the illusion which is presented as reality. And that is all of these people, all of these things, all of this family, all of this societal expectation, social expectation, that is stagnicity. Stay the same. Don't be more. Don't change. You can't change. You can't grow. And that's what's fed to us every single day. From the moment that we're born, right through the school system, we're encouraged to stay in a box, to focus on the future, right? Always focusing on the future. When we focus on the future, it takes us away from our intuition. Like I said, it takes us away from our power. And when we're disconnected from that, where the fuck are you actually putting energy? (laughs) Like literally think about it. If we are always focusing on the future, you're literally throwing your energy away. 
You're rubbing it, you're creating, you're molding it into this beautiful fucking ball and then you're throwing it away and you're saying, ah, the future will catch me. You're not there yet though. So who's catching it? You're not there. So who the fuck is catching that energy that you're throwing, you're throwing yourself into every single day? Same as past. Constantly keep throwing your energy in way of your emotion, in in way of your physical energy, in way of your mental energy. You're throwing it into these memories, into the ways in which you could have done better. You know, in the ways you could have changed this or that. Same thing. Who the fuck is catching that ball of energy which is yourself? Nobody. Nobody's there. Nobody's in the future. The only person who can gain from this ball of energy is your present self. So why the fuck are you not putting it into her or him? So I wanted to touch on that because, well, it's fucking relevant, isn't it? And when you start to Become aware and bring your awareness to the fact that we so often give ourselves to everything but ourselves, knowing that ourselves is only represented in present time. Thinking about that, pondering that, and also holding yourself accountable in the next couple of days, the next weeks to come. I want you to keep a journal on you and keep note of how many times you focus that energy on future or past, knowing that. There is no way that you will benefit from that because there is no one and there is not you there to catch that, to catch yourself. So when we focus on present and we learn to constantly check in with the body, right? How are you feeling today, body? Are you able to give this sort of energy? Yes, you've agreed to it. I said that I could do it, but am I actually capable of giving that today? What's the exchange? What's the invitation, you know? What's the invitation that you are giving yourself, giving others? What's the expectation you're giving yourself, you're giving others? Checking in because that's self-care. But we can only initiate that again if we are present. So starting to ponder these things and when we do give time to our present self, What feelings, what emotions come forth? Usually a place of discomfort. Of, you know, low self-worth. Anything that usually we avoid facing tends to come up when we give it present time and space. Because again, the present is a representation of the flow which is a representation of you trusting whatever it is that you, your intuition, right, is speaking to you right now, right here. And that means generally that you are going to have to create a pathway for yourself. There's no one fucking guiding you, right? There's no one that you're you know, aligned on your path that is creating a path at the same time as you that you can follow. That doesn't exist in intuition. And the only time that we gain perspective, right, which is future, 
is when we initiate that respect and trust for intuition and presence, which means that even though you're in that stagnant pool and you've got that pull, that intuitive pull telling you that you need to be wanting for more, that you need to be changing your direction, whatever it is, subtle or big, it doesn't matter. When you're in that stagnant pool, you have so much distraction around you, right? There's so much telling you to stay put because that's generally your, your reflection. All the people in, in your life, your work, all of what you put your energy into is generally a reflection of that conditioned state. So you have to initiate the flow to grow and it's the biggest thing that you'll ever do. The first time is the hardest time. But what happens when you initiate it for yourself, regardless of the conversation, regardless of the pressure, what feels like pressure to stay put in that stagnicity, when you initiate picking up that paver and putting it down in front of you regardless, stepping onto it, picking up another, putting it down and walking one step forward, I can tell you, you instantly feel satisfied. You instantly feel seen, right, by yourself, of yourself, for yourself. Because there is nothing like standing on yourself. And that's what you create, right? When you initiate following your own path, You are standing wholeheartedly on your self-trust and your own ability, your own energy, your own power. And there is nothing more empowering than that feeling. So it really is only that first step that feels hard. Literally putting the paper down in front of you, walking out of that stagnant pool, that comfortability, and placing a foot down on your own created path. As soon as you have two feet on that paver, you feel at home because you are at home. You're doing exactly what you were always supposed to do, which is break the pattern, break the cycle. The cycle being this stagnant pool, right? And I also find it so interesting the way circles are represented in every part of this realm. And it goes to show how disconnected we are from our intuitive flow because it's so obvious. It is so obvious. And I find that everything is really obvious in terms of our visual ability. But the only way that we can pick up on the obvious... (laughs) is if we are present. (laughs) If we are constantly focusing our energy and our time and our effort on the future or the past, there's no time to notice circles, right? There's There's no time and there's no space for your mind to really understand and really see for itself that circles are represented every single day in this realm, Not just visually, 
that if you actually start to think about it, so much of this world, this earth is represented in circles. You know, the cycling of the seasons. (sighs) Everything is a circle. Everything comes back to itself eventually. But the only way that it comes back to itself is if it flows. Right? It's like summer, moving through, moving through autumn. Things are preparing to release and shed. Things are preparing to let go, to make space. So we move through death and those things are let go. They are released. (laughs) And then we come back through, we flow through and we come to spring and the new grows where the old died. The death made space for birth. And then we flow through to summer. We experience life and then we flow back to that same place with a different perspective. And that is the cycle of life. And we are exactly the same. And whether we like it or not, our body cycles, it will cycle for us. It doesn't matter how much you resist the flow in way of our body growing older and coming back to earth. Comes back to the womb in which it was born, knowing that a woman's womb is a representation of the cycle. A woman's womb is also a representation of a circle. And it does represent life and death. Just the same. We are born from the womb and we die in the womb, which means we are born of earth because human, our body, is an extension of earth. And when we die, earth holds us and she takes us. And our body disintegrates and becomes life for, for the living. Death becomes life for the living. And that is the cycle. And like I said, it doesn't matter how much we resist it, it's going to happen. And our whole culture, you know, I've said it lots, but our whole culture is a representation of that stagnicity, which is you need to stay the same. You need to stay in summer. But summer, it's not a true representation of this earth is it it's not a true representation of life and if we were always living in a constant state of summer we would be very unhappy very unfulfilled in way of well we'd be quite egotistic to be honest because we'd never we will we will we would have never actually experienced what death gifts We wouldn't understand that there is a need to come inward and to reflect and to release. And that every time we do that, we are gifted new. So we would be living in a very 
very egotistical existence, which is basically where we are now. It's a true reflection of humanity as it is now. Wanting to stay in the summer, wanting to stay in youth, in that state of fertility where life is just full essence. But it's not a true representation of all of what we are here to feel into and experience. And it definitely doesn't give our body the honouring in which that it deserves. So whether we like it or not, like I said, you will go back to Earth. And it's a choice whether or not you resist it or whether you flow with it. And the flow gives you so many gifts, so many gifts. When we accept ourselves as we are, we actually are able to obtain the wisdom in which we have cultivated for ourselves. Because when we follow our intuition, our intuition being a makeup of not only your soul, but also your body in terms of this earth. Intuition is not just soul-led knowledge. It is actually the, it's the relationship, which is earth, which is this body, which holds the cycling, which holds harmony in terms of energetic balance, as well as your soul's light and that light-filled awareness in which intuition gifts. When we follow our intuition, whether or not it be hard or easy, we get this gifted sense of self. Because intuition, when we follow it, is the gift of self-worth. But like I said, you don't gain anything unless you put that paver down. And trust that when you put it down and you step onto it, you're not going to fall off the face of the earth. And it does feel that way, especially when you do it for the first time. When it's a really, really big, big initiation for yourself to step away from something that has been so home to you, toxic or not. Most of the time we haven't gained the perspective. We don't, we don't, we're not. We're not in a place of ability to hold perspective. We can't obtain it until we have actually stepped away from it. So when you trust it and you put that paver down regardless and you step forward, you feel held, maybe for the very first time. And that just comes from the fact that you have honoured yourself by trusting yourself, regardless of all of the logic which represents itself as conditioning. And when you continue to do that, like I said, it does get easier because you keep, you feel better, you feel held, you feel truly represented, and the more pavers you put down, the more at home you feel within yourself. And the stronger your intuition becomes, you also step into the flow. 
So you get used to the fact that things come and go. You realize that just because you're walking away from a relationship or you're walking away from something in which has been incredibly comfortable and known to you, it doesn't mean that it's not going to cycle back around. It just means that for now, you're choosing to step into something new. All of these things in which ego projects onto us to keep us in a place of stagnicity, such as if you close that door, you'll never be able to open it again. You start to realize that that's just not true. Because like I said, intuition is gifted in present. And that means that you hold the power whether or not you shut that door or not. And when you are moving to a new place and to a new direction, you never shut a door. You just don't do it. It's not an intuitive pull. You always leave doors open. Because you realize that once you create a pathway for yourself, you can very much go back if you choose to, to that place of stagnicity. You can walk back and we do walk back. (laughs) Think about it. You might be initiating a whole new path for yourself, but there are definite moments where you find yourself back in the, the grasp and the, the hands of ego, back into that place of comfortability, back into that place of, yeah, just, it's easy here. I'm accepted here. And that's okay. Because like I said, this is the realm of energy, right? We've got positive and negative here. You're always going to be dancing with ego, always going to be dancing with it. And in fact, the more and more you create your own pathway, the more you realize that ego can be, well, it is supposed to be such an incredible ally. It's supposed to be that best friend that keeps you in a state of awareness, right? But unfortunately, ego also has been manipulated here. Like I said, coming back to that always living in summer, which is the representation of humanity right now. If you're always living in a state of summer, I mean, like ego, it's just living and breeding off of itself. (laughs) So it's only ever going to grow stronger and more disillusioned, right? Ego right now is a psychopath, (laughs) but it's not ego's fault. It's our fault for not flowing and not giving it the space that it also is entitled to, that it also deserves which is the space to grow and the space to adapt and change. So moving on that pathway, like I said, the more pavers you put down, the more easy it becomes, the more connected you are, the more strength you have in that state of home within yourself because you're creating it for yourself And that state of home is actually your self-worth in which you are also gaining and growing for yourself the more and more you trust and walk forward on that on your own path. But the biggest gift that you that you receive when you step out of conditioning is the gift of perspective. Because you can only be gifted perspective when you are further enough away, right? So you're you've created this pathway. And then you can turn around and you can see see for yourself exactly where you came from. You can see the toxicity. You can see how stagnant it was where you were. You can see 
the fact that nobody flows and grows from that space. Everybody just stays in that space, in that stagnant pool. And the stagnicity is represented and is, well, to me, it represents the spiraling that is humanity, that is the grasp of ego, the spiraling which you can you can see just just with this visualization that I've given you, you can see how easily you could be misled into believing that that spiral was actually a circle, but it's not. It's just the focusing on the future and the past, giving energy, exchanging energy, but not actually fueling yourself and releasing and then refueling. You're not cycling in your energy. You're simply giving away, generally giving away or being taken off unknowingly until you're in a place of complete lack. And... It is not far-fetched to say and to believe when I tell you I believe that this society, you know, the puppeteers who are manipulating us as the puppets, they very much know that if they condition us and then we condition ourselves, to focus our energy and to know our energy as something in which we cannot be empowered by and in control of, then we are very much easily led to put our energy into places in which they design it to go. It is all a manipulation of energy knowing that humans are solely here to manipulate energy. We are the only capable beings on this earth who have the gift, the magical gift of energetic manipulation. And that is because we have a mind that has access to not only brain function, which creates logic and awareness, but also the mind being something that is much more magnificent than something that is just earthbound. The mind holds your soul. The mind has the ability to astro-project you. That all, that all comes from your mind, right, which is the driving force of energy. And they know that. So when you are conditioned to constantly put your energy out, in all directions in which it is not being received, how do you refuel yourself? It's like sending an invitation out to a place that doesn't exist. There ain't no party coming from that. And that is what we as humanity live in. So at the end of the day, you find yourself in an energetic place, a physical energetic place of lack. Most people come home after working a job that is not worthy of them, that they don't enjoy, that becomes this 
numb experience and they focus their energy, which is a representation, is represented through their money and through their love and emotion. They share it with things that are not worthy of them, right? Because if you're always coming from a place of lack, knowing that your energy is being thrown out to places that it's not being received, knowing that you're not getting that fuel back, right? It's not an exchange. It's just you throwing something of yourself to a place that is empty. So knowing that you don't have that cycle within yourself to, to recharge yourself, you are always coming from a place of lack, which means that energetically, physically, at the end of the day, there is no time for creativity. There is no time to put energy into yourself. Most people don't have the energetic ability to give themselves self-love, self-care, right? To honor themselves at the end of the day in their presence of what their body needs, what their mind needs, what their spirit needs, they just fall back into that spiral, into that stagnicity, and they do the things in which are comfortable and familiar, right? The endless addictions to shopping online, to consumption in way of food and alcohol, things in which numb us, that fill us, right? Exert our energy with no awareness of where it's going and if it's coming back to us, if it's going to fulfill that circle, it's not because it's the spiral energy. It's the stagnant pool energy. So we fall into this zombie-like state because there is nothing left to give. And that's the reality. And then we get up and we start a new day and our cycle, what we believe to be a cycle, is again represented as the same pattern of stagnicity. We go to the same job. We make love the same way. We eat the same foods. We do the same things. We talk to the same people. And all of which may or may not be a representation of your truth. Most often not when you are in a place of stagnant. And then we come back to that end of the day and there's nothing left nothing left to do other than to give to that numbness to fall into the familiar the comfortability something in which can hold us hold our very lacking body so how do we break this very deeply layered cycle and pattern, which is this spiral pool. Spiral representing something in which you feel goes nowhere, right? It never leads. It doesn't have an end point. It just keeps on going. And that is the great imbalance, which is humanity. That is the representation of the great imbalance, which is this earth currently. And knowing that it's imbalanced, that's, that is all our fault, right? That's, we are the reason as to which it is 
to why it is so imbalanced because we are meant to be the manipulators. We're the master manipulators. We are the ones in which you are meant to bring that state of balance because we are gifted these tools in which allow us to manipulate and engage and understand and dissect and fuel and release energy. So the way in which we break this cycle is we make a decision to want for more, to choose more and to honour more for ourselves. And that looks like this. Whatever it is that has become your stagnant pattern, I want you to start to think about it and I want you to start to give time to it in way of journaling and there are lots of people who blow off journaling as a waste of time. But I am absolutely telling you, as a mind witch, that it is the most incredible tool that you will ever be given to connect your mind with your body. Like I said, knowing your mind is much more than a brain. It is connection to your awareness, to your much higher awareness. It has the ability to transmit you in terms of your spirit to places that are not of this body. So do not fall into that stagnant conditioning that tells you that journaling is a waste of time because it is certainly not. So I want you to start to bring awareness to the patterns in which you know already do not serve you. And I want you to write them down whether that be eating mindlessly, whether that be falling into a pattern of watching some shitty show every night just because you're tired and you can't be bothered doing anything else, whether that be might be bigger, you know, staying in a relationship in which you know is not worthy of you, whether that be friendships or a love relationship, starting to bring your awareness to the things in which you know are patterns that are undeserving and putting it on paper. And the whole purpose of this is to bring that mind-body connection because when we think about something and then we send it through our body, we exert it through our fingertips with a pen and then we create it something physically seen and held in gravity on paper here. There is nothing more powerful than that. You have to see it for what it is. That is witchcraft. Again, we've been conditioned to see witchcraft as something that can only be, can only represent something that blows up in smoke, right? That just disappears, that magically makes miracles happen. Nope. Witchcraft is exactly that. It's bringing energy into the physical realm. And you do that every single second of every single day mindlessly, mindlessly mindlessly you are casting spells and casting your energy into places you just have no idea what you are doing you don't have the ability to control because you don't have the ability of awareness right and you can only gain the awareness if you give time to presence so starting to put these patterns on paper and it doesn't have to be epic you don't have to write some giant novel you can literally write it down as a phrase, right? Write it down, five words, two words, a few sentences, 
and then I want you to leave it. You don't have to do something epic because the power is that once it is physically held, once it is once it is physically represented in terms of it holds space here on this earth, on that paper, you transmitted it from your mind through your body, exerted it through your fingertips, through that pen, and then you made it something real. That is enough. And I'm telling you, this is the power of the subconscious. Once you create awareness, right, it may have been a little thought that you thought about. You may have had that intuitive pull that said, this is not worthy of me, but you hadn't actually honored it in terms of you hadn't actually taken the time and space to see it. When you do that, you bring awareness to the subconscious patterning that lives inside your mind. And the subconscious is the creatress of pattern. So when you bring awareness to something in which you no longer want to be a pattern, your subconscious does all of the work subconsciously. (laughs) It literally, once you have decided it and once you have given time and space and created something in which is real and seen and held, which is on paper, your subconscious mind says, okay, that is no longer something that we are going to put our energy into. Now, yes, this often is easily said than done, but that generally is just a reflection of your current state of self-worth, right? So also making note of that. If you have always been coming from a place of lack in terms of putting your energy into things in which aren't actually real, then you have to know that you've not fueled yourself. You have not filled yourself, which means that you have not obtained your self-worth. You haven't given time to yourself. And that all comes through self-care. So you may have to do this many times over, right? You may have to carry a journal on you and write down every single thing in which you notice goes on in your mind over the period of a day, every day, taking five seconds, 10 seconds to write down what it is that you notice fly through your mind in that moment, in the present moment that said, I don't like this. This does not honor me. And then once you have given space to it, you have to implement the action. And I'm not somebody who forces time on anything because I really do believe that there is a process to everything and knowing that we've lived in a conditioned state for so long, it is harsh to expect your body to jump from something that is paper to something that is literally physically walked through, right? You need to give time and space and that's why I say Just bring the awareness in terms of your subconscious, all the thoughts that run through your mind and the intuition, that connection of the two, putting it on paper. Do that for a couple of weeks. Do that for a month, right? Become really accountable for your thoughts. Bring them onto paper. All of the ones in which do not honor you, all of those intuitive pulls that you you are gifted, write them down. And then 
after a few weeks, after a month, when you feel intuitively, when you check in with yourself and your body says, okay, I'm ready to move onto that next step, that's when you implement action. And the action looks like what needs to be removed right now. So when you take a moment to reflect on all of what you have written, all of these thoughts, these intuitive thoughts that have come up that you have, you know, magic crafted onto paper, witchcrafted onto paper. Once you reflect on them, what are the ones in which need action now, you know? What is the what is the the pattern in which needs to be broken first? Now that might be, for example, a certain relationship in which you really have become truly aware that it is not serving you. Maybe the journaling has helped that assertion grow with more clarity. So really differentiating between all of these subconscious condition patterns and coming to a place of awareness. What are the ones in which need action now? And then choosing to implement that action. What are the steps that need to happen for you to honor yourself here? And that might look like spending less time with that person, choosing yourself, right? Honoring yourself. It might mean having to have a hard conversation and asserting yourself, honoring yourself through your voice, whatever it is. Look at your patterns and start to assess how in which you can grow in terms of self-honoring rather than staying in that place of comfort, of stagnicity that is not serving you. Now, the thing is about this is a lot of people get really fucking high on themselves really, really quickly. And that looks like this. You start journaling, you start becoming very well aware of what is not serving you, what is not deserving of you, what is not honoring you, and you step into the place of action, you initiate changing things for yourself, and you feel really awesome. You feel, re- you feel super connected, you feel empowered, you feel in control of yourself and your energy, maybe for the first time ever. And what most people do is they get this literal adrenaline hit of themselves and they just want to rip everything down, right? So all of the patterns, all of the things in which haven't served you, your job, your relationships, you know, um, all of these things that have been a buildup, right? this buildup of conditioning. You just want to rip it all down once you've stepped into that place of action. This is what generally happens. People don't realize this, but it is, it is the biggest manipulation of ego because in that state of being, you are saying, fuck, 
fuck all of this, right? Fuck all of this conditioning. Fuck all of this layers and layers and layers of concrete in which I have been stuck forcefully onto me. Fuck this. I'm going to rip it all down. And I want you to see yourself, right? So your body, what holds you here on earth as a house. When you start to realize that the structure isn't holding you the way that it should, when you start to realize that certain walls have mold on them, you know, you start to realize the roof has leaks, the floor is broken, and then you start ripping it all apart, right? You fucking take a wrecking ball to that house because you're like, none of this is worthy of me. I'm breaking it all down and I'm going to build fresh. I want you to reflect right now on what that actually feels like to your body. Your body, which has been holding you no matter what, through everything, regardless of the fact that it has been a shitty house, regardless of the fact that you have not honored it in way of seeing that it's leaking, seeing that there's mold, seeing that the floors are falling through, seeing that the structure is not holding or supporting in any way. It is still continued to hold you and all of a sudden you decide to just smash it all to pieces because you decide you're all all of a sudden worthy of everything. Biggest manipulation of ego and it is the biggest place that most people fuck up because what happens is, yeah, maybe you're right, yeah, maybe you do deserve better in lots of aspects, many aspects of your life, right? that this home actually isn't holding you the way that you deserve to be held. So you start culling, right? You start ripping it all apart. You leave your relationship. You leave your job. You move. You leave relationships in terms of friendships. You let go of everything that represented that pool of stagnicity. But when you make these moves in harshity, I want you to come back to that vision of a circle. You cannot jump from one place to another, from birth to death, literally by just like pole vaulting over through the center of the circle. What the fuck? No. It is meant to be a flow which means that you do one thing at a time because it's not just about breaking it all down, right? And starting new because you deserve new. It's also about holding accountability, self-accountability, self-responsibility for the fact that you have lived in this body for potentially this entire experience in terms of your lived-in life, but also all of your ancestors have been a part of this heavy conditioning, which means that your body has been this way for potentially one million years and all of a sudden you're going to jump from literally heavy and broken to nothing, to completely naked. How do you think that body will feel in that placement? I'll tell you how it feels, incredibly vulnerable and distrusting of you as a spirit. Because it's like, what the actual fuck? It's like, I've held you, that has been my state of comfortability, that has been my home, that has been my place of protection and holding and knowing for so long and you've torn it all apart. 
And what happens there for most people when they move from one thing to another without rep- without respecting, without representing the flow in which is cycling, in which is life, when they do not honour death the same way that they honour birth, which means when you rip one thing down, you honour the fact that you have let it go because you need to give space. Body deserves to be given space for what it has held, for what has been a part of it. Whether or not it's been toxic, it doesn't matter because it was home to your body for so long and it deserves to be honoured for what it was. So when you do that, when you strip yourself and this body, which is this earth in such harshity, know that energy meets energy. So if you want to play harsh, expect to be thrown harsh back, which generally looks like this. Somebody gets high on themselves, they tear their house apart, they pull away all their conditioning, they throw away everything, and then they realize when they're naked with nothing to hold them that maybe they actually acted a little impulsively and maybe they didn't want to just throw their relationship in the fucking bin, but actually maybe what they wanted to do was mend it because they realize with perspective that they had a role to play in that relationship too, for example. And when your body feels so naked all of a sudden and then you realize that you actually don't deserve, you don't deserve what you have gained, right? Because you've jumped all of the phases. You've jumped from one thing to another thing. You've literally jumped from birth to death, from full to empty. It's all cycle, right? When you have jumped through that, then you realize that you don't deserve to be there. (laughs) And that's when autopilot kicks in. That's when body pulls itself back into that place where you tore it apart and it somehow figures out how to rebuild itself from all of that conditioning and then you fall back into that same stagnant pool in which you try to pull yourself away from because you realize, without even realizing it, your body brings you the awareness that things can't happen unless they are cycled. Things can't happen unless you flow through one to another with ease, which is flow. And when you run on autopilot, it basically means you run from a place of conditioned. And like I said, body is very powerful because that conditioning is fucking thick. It's not only thick, but it's also reflected from every single angle in this realm. So if you haven't built the tools and the knowledge and the time and the space to step out of that place of comfortability 
out of that place of stagnicity, then expect to feel very vulnerable, very fast, and for all of that comfort to come flowing back into into your reflection because it already surrounds you, right? It's already there. And when you feel so naked and so alone and so vulnerable in that awareness that you're in a place that maybe you don't deserve to be in terms of you actually don't deserve any of the perspective that you thought that you were going to gain because you haven't done the actual work to honor the steps of death in between, then all you want is to feel comfort again. And all it takes is a simple yes from you and your body will pull you back to that place of conditioning. It will pull you back down that pathway that you so purposefully created for yourself. And it will pull you back into that place of stagnicity, of comfortability, and it will reform itself from all of the wreckage in which you crashed down, that you wrecked, and it will be, it will be worse off than it was before. (laughs) So, big lesson here. Do not get tempted by ego to jump through the phases, to jump through the seasons because the awareness is looking at you right in the face every single day. The knowledge is looking at you straight in the face every single day. Just the way the day cycles, just the way the seasons cycle, just the way life cycles in way of the way in which you age every single second, that is flow. That is you. And that is the way in which you should be initiating your pathway, your healing, your growth, your worth. So move slowly and honor the letting go. Honor every single letting go. Take time. Give your body time to sit in it. To feel what it's like to be empty in parts. To feel what it's like to birth new perspective, new awareness. New worth. New sense of self-worth all of which you are cultivating and growing for yourself. So coming back to the very start of this conversation, flow is a representation of life and birth is just a different perspective of death. The womb is a representation of this earth. And when you die, you are just going back to yourself. The same self in which has held you here during this great transition, which is life. You are not letting go of your essence. You're just letting go of one angle, one perspective of this experience. 
and all of it is relevant to make space for new. So begin to reflect on death the same way that you reflect on birth. We have to release to make space for new. And we can't be welcoming in if there is not space for that new, for that birth to take place, to take space. Loving you all. Thank you for being here once again. I'm going to do a quick little reading now. I'm just going to pull three cards to complete this beautiful podcast episode. Oop, they're just flying out. And oop, okay. So, <laughs> first card pulled is Four of Swords. Now, Four of Swords to me is, oh, it is a place of deep solitude and rest. Coming from Three of Swords, which is <sighs> quite a painful place. Four of Swords is coming to that deep sense of self-sanctuary, which is rest and solitude, giving yourself time to process and also bring light to things in which need light, need intuitive guidance. It's represented through a um, visually through a knight laying horizontally on a tomb with his hands in prayer. And one sword is placed horizontally underneath him with the three remaining swords placing downwards towards him. So it's very much signifying the loss and the pain in which was felt from previous card, Three of Swords. Four of Swords representing very much that, yeah, coming back to that place of connection to self. And four to me represents that very much. It's very earth energy. Number four, it is my favorite number and it does represent to me this place of security and comfort and protection and we know, right, that the only place that we can truly gain this is, is within ourselves. So this is very much drawing you to a place of solitude, taking time to be just with yourself and to bring some awareness to what has been felt, what is coming forward in terms of intuitive knowing, and what needs time and space to heal, to be felt, to be seen, to be released, to make space for new. So a really beautiful card to pick after the reading, uh, sorry, the um, podcast episode that we've just experienced, very much a reflection on letting go and a representation of death 
and what that truly means, which is the making space for new, for birth. So flowing from four of swords, we picked, I picked the star. The star, such an incredible flow on from four of swords, really representing inspiration, something new, something in which is going to feel as though it has been gifted to you from the universe or your higher sense of self. And it's pretty beautiful in terms of a flow from Four of Swords, coming from this place of self-solitude and reflection, self-reflection, giving yourself to just be with yourself, to honour yourself, to really feel into what is there to be felt, Make basically making space, right? Making space for new, which is such a big, true representation of the star. This place of blessing, right? This place of new inspiration, guidance, all of what summer represents, all of what birth represents. It's that essence, you know. And this is here. And it's flowing from a place of letting go. Because there is something waiting for you that is very much honoring of your worth and your truth. But you need to sit in all of what has been felt. You need to sit and you need to assess and you need to give yourself that time that we spoke about. You need to give your body time to process the letting go. To process death. You need to honor death to make space for birth. Such a beautiful flow. And from the star we flow into six of wands. Six of wands, very much representing oh, this confidence and also celebration of self. You know, you are going to come to a very big awakening in yourself in terms of what it is that you should be doing. <laughs> and you're going to do it. You are going to do it. And it's literally showing itself to me as putting that paver down, right? It's the walking away from the comfortability, the stagnicity. It's making the what feel like hard choices to choose yourself, to honor yourself. And when we do that, when we do give our, ourself time and space to be in the presence, to be in our power, to be in the... To hold the ability to manipulate and to control our own energy, then we are gifted ourselves, right? Because we're fueling ourselves by honoring ourselves. And with that great honoring comes great celebration. Because like I said, when you continue to put one paver in front of the other, you become more and more at home with yourself, to yourself, of yourself. And that worth grows stronger and stronger. The intuition grows stronger and stronger. The guidance and the knowings grow stronger and stronger. 
and you will be standing at a place of self-celebration. You're going to reach a point where you, where everything seems clear. We have, you have perspective to see clarity, right? Because the perspective is only gifted when we initiate the action, when we step away from the stagnant, when we choose ourselves, when we make those resisted decisions and we know then what it's like to stand in ourself and from that everything can grow and you realize that <laughs> like I said you realize that because once you are standing on yourself nothing can hold you the same and nothing can hold you as supportive as you hold yourself as supported as you hold yourself so that is the six of wands celebration connection intuitive awareness all of which is is going to be praised because it's going to spike authenticity within yourself which we know becomes this incredible light in which encourages others and inspires others it's that vision once you've stepped away from that stagnant pool and you are standing on your own path you become this point of inspiration to all the other people who have watched you do it for yourself and they realize right then and there that they also can create their own pathway that they don't have to stay in that comfortability they don't have to stay there that they can be empowered and create something for themselves with themselves that they're not going to fall on their face, that they're not going to fall off the face of the earth because they can see that you have been able to obtain, you have been able to obtain your own truth, your own path in which you are now leading, right? And in doing so, without even having to call to them, encourage them you just naturally become this inspiration to the ones in in which are willing to hold themselves accountable and choose to honor themselves in way of their worth such a beautiful card and I don't even feel like I need to pick a um a guidance card for that one although there is one here that did jump out, so I will pick her up and see what she has to say. <laughs> and that is the hanged man. <laughs> and that's your guidance card. And that just comes back to exactly what we spoke about in terms of ego. Don't get high on yourself, right? Just when you are on that pathway and honoring yourself and you realize it does feel better than it did in that stagnant pool, don't fall into ego's trick and manipulation to, to force you into that place of harshity where you choose to rip everything down because you do feel so good. You decide to do it all, right? Don't take that wrecking ball to your house. Remember what I said about honoring death. Remember what I said about honoring the cycle, about honoring the flow. 
So flow, make sure that you are not jumping from one thing to another, that you aren't jumping across. You have to move with that cycle, which means to flow with the cycle. So the hanged the hanged man is here to remind you that ego may manipulate you and it probably will because it is very much a part of this realm. But if you continue to stay in your presence, then you will continue to gain that awareness in way of your body will be needing of solitude. When you let go, your body is needing of time to honour what has been released. All of what Four of Swords represents, right? Solitude, time. So make sure that you stay present whenever you feel that urge to jump. Stay present in what your body is feeling right now. Where your energy is at right now. And make sure that you are honouring the full-bodied cycle in which death is in terms of releasing, holding space, honouring that space. And then intuitively flowing forward, ready for birth. Hmm. Such a beautiful reading and I'm just going to quickly now pick for you all a angel guidance card. Let's have a little shuffle here. So your angel guidance card which I always put the, um, the picture of the card up as the, as the, um, the visual for the episode. So you can always go and have a look at the actual visualization of that angel energy card. This one, ah, so beautiful. When you don't know what to pray for. Hmm. When you don't know what to pray for, come to presence, right? When you don't know what to pray for, praying, being the representation for, where do I need to put my energy? Hmm. And when you don't know, you come back to presence. That intuitive knowing and guidance. Hmm. Beautiful, beautiful card to... um finish with so thank you all for being here and as usual please make sure that you leave a review for the podcast as the reviews really help um, bump up my presence in terms of the podcast world so that other people can also enjoy all of what this space is holding um, and sharing So sending you all lots of love. Please feel free to reach out, ask questions. Um, You're welcome to message me via email at nerissa at womankind.com.au or you can send me a 
direct message via my Instagram, which is woman underscore kind. Loving you and I will see you all very soon. Well, see you in energy (laughs) Uh, on episode six. So take care and keep trusting.